J.D. Talking Sports. It is Sunday, January 13th, 2019. I'm amazed how so many people don't know what a blumpkin is. I'd explain it to Sherry, and Sherry goes, what, what did Sherry, I like what she said there. I said, Sherry, uh, how about a blumpkin? And she goes, what's a blumpkin? I said, it's a, I said, it's a blowjob when you're on the toilet. And she goes, what? Who does that? Exactly. Who does that? But a lot of people don't know what a blumpkin is. Now I'm watching the PBA bowling, and these guys are talking like we all know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, I don't know. Listen, the lane and all these terms and everything. Like, like I'm like, I don't know what anything's going on here. But this guy Svensson from Sweden shoots with two hands, and I mean, uh, bowls with two hands. Like he holds it like uh, like he's holding a baby. Very interesting. I was like, wow, I never saw this before. Now congratulations, Gumbo Chef, the Saints. Their largest postseason deficit ever overcome. I actually passed out. It was 14-0. When I woke up, it was 14-10 at the half. Lo- biggest deficit, 14 points they came back from. Previous was the 2009 Super Bowl when they beat the Colts. Saints are playing now. So we got 1-2. Saints hosting the Rams. Chiefs holding the Patriots. Listen, I thought the I went one for three this weekend. I lost it all my dogs. Rock was kind of impressed that I picked. But I was like, Rock, I, you know, listen, sometimes you just got to go for, go for broke. And I went for broke. Colts were being blown out yesterday by the Chiefs. Actually, they got a couple calls that once again went against them, but Luck did not play a good game. I wasn't impressed at all. They came out flat. And you know what? Hey, listen, it was 24-7. They missed a field goal. Vinatieri missed a field goal before half. That would have made it a two-score game. Missed an extra point later, 31-13. The game was never really that close. And I'll tell you, in the snow, I thought Mahomes played pretty well. And Damian Williams, what did he rush for, 126 yards or something like that? Good win for them. Sammy Watkins had some nice plays. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. That's going to be a good game. And then the freaking night game, Dallas, which is amazing. Dak Prescott makes throws, which I'm always amazed by, but the throws he needs to make. Amari Cooper was going across the middle where if he would where he overthrew him, if he would have led him a little bit, he would have been gone. And Amari Cooper had a touchdown at the beginning of the game and the Rams were getting field goals at the beginning. I know they scored with on their first four drives, but they got a couple field goals. It wasn't like they were putting away. And Dallas came back at the end, made it a tight game. And I know T.O.'s saying, you know, get rid of him. I'm not a Garrett fan. I heard Garrett's going to get a, a, a big uh, a multi, multi-extension. multi I was reading something, too. Now, all six coaches now brought in by the NFL, all white. It's a whitewash. And maybe Brian Flores will be the only African-American coach. Right now, all we have is two in the NFL. you got Anthony Lynn and Mike Tomlin. That's ridiculous. I feel like there should be a plethora of minority coaches out there. Why is Enemy didn't get a shot? And it's true. I feel like guys like, you know, there's guys who get second chances. I don't think Adam Gay should have got a second chance. Why not give an African-American coach a chance? Why did, why, why did Steve Wilkes from, the, from uh, the Cardinals get one freaking season? Why did Vance Joseph get two fucking seasons? It's not cool. And now Zach Taylor, the quarterback coach of the Rams, he's going to get a shot. So we're going to be seven, eight coaches, new coaches, seven of them are freaking white. I'm sorry. I can't believe that, hey, listen, I think Sean McVay is a great coach, but you're telling me there's not, listen, there's, there's kids, these kids are being coached in high school, all through, and there are minority coaches all over the country. You're telling me that they can't coach the next level? It has to be a white coach when they get older, like they can't have a minority coach? What, there can't be a, a, a diversity in the college and professional ranks? It's ridiculous. I think, I think it's atrocious. And the Pats today, Jesus Christ. First five drives, touchdown. First time I think they've ever done, well, they said the first three they never done. Four, they scored in the first three, and I read that was the first time they'd ever done in the postseason history. Their first drive of the game 
was 14 plays, but 83 yards over seven seven minutes. That was the longest drive ever in by Bel- by a Belichick led team and a Tom Brady led team, which I thought was kind of shocking. When the freaking Saints this year today had a freaking what they have 92 yard drive for over 11 minutes. I mean that's amazing. And that Michael Thomas, what do you have 100 and uh, over 150 yards receiving today? And Edelman is the sec- Julian Edelman is the second leading receiver all time. In postseason history, receptions only behind Jerry Rice, and and he was catching every ball against for, for the Patriots today. And the Chargers, man, I mean, every time he was breaking tackles, and and when Gronk maybe might not, might not be catching the ball, but goddamn, was he making a lot of plays, blocking and everything. Sony Sony Michelle, what almost a hundred yards in the first half. They score thirty eight points in the first. Thir- wait, th- I'm sorry, yeah, was it thirty five in the first half? They should have another field goal. Thirty five in the first half. They scored in their first five possessions. They were going to score in the last one. If uh, if he had gotten if he got it out of bounds, they might have got a shot at a field goal. Thirty five points in the first half. They scored in their first five possessions. The Patriots. I thought. Listen, I thought Chargers were going to beat them. I thought it would be a tight game. But listen, it was 41-20. Uh, yeah, was it forty one twenty? Yeah, it was not that close. It was over. But the Saints game really good. So I, you know what? I, I'm going to right now. I'm taking the. I'm saying the paints at paints the paints, the Pats and Saints. That's what I'm thinking. Because I think the Rams are good, but I think Drew Brees is going to be the difference maker, and I think it's going to be. I think they're both going to be good games, but I, I, I think Mahomes is going to lose. I do think. I think they're a good team, but I think going against Brady, I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, T was complaining to me today. Well, she says I got home. She goes, I'm jealous. I go, you went off all week. What are you jealous about? I'm working. She goes, Well, you're home before I am. I go, What are you? Wait, you were off all week. Don't be jealous. What are you jealous because I got home at 12 today? Oh, because you had to do some inventory? I'm like, you nuts? Good God. And then uh, my I got th- I got three movies from Saga, Bohemian Rhapsody, which I have no interest in seeing, which I probably will. The Favorite, which my father's friend Noel said was torture, but he saw Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody three times, which I don't know. And there's some movie with uh, Melissa McCarthy where she's writing books for people. I, I don't know. I forget what it's called. And my client Paul said it was Snoozeville. And I was like, eh, okay. And we, I saw the season finale of Ray Donovan. Yeah. Does he need, do we need another season? No. No, we don't. It could end there. And I'm watching um, uh, Future Man, which is second season, not as good, but I, I'm, I have four episodes left, which is a lot, a lot of fun when I ha- got, to watch, got to listen with my Bose headphones. And then uh, Punisher comes out this week and some other series I might watch. But I was like, I wanted to do a show, and I, I'm glad because I saw all four games. I did. I did. Uh, my friend Frankie Lenker was upset because last night the Dallas game, we watched the end of Wheel of Fortune. Well, we watched the end of Family Feud, and uh, he says, "Oh, so JD talking sports is talking about Family Feud." I go, "Dude, so I missed a couple. I missed the first series, of the second half." You know, sometimes it's that halftime. I can't watch halftime. And Channel 2 halftime is torture. And I'm sorry, Kevin Burkhead and uh, Ch- uh, Charles Davis were tor- That's the number two team on Fox. They're tough to listen to. They put me, I was out cold. I mean, I was like, I'm done. I'm going to sleep. I was tired. And there was a one point uh, with about 13 minutes left in the game, Michael Thomas had more yards, in, since, more yards since the first quarter than the Eagles team, 110 to 100. Yeah, that, that, that drive... 18 plays, 92 yards, 11-29. There was a lot of turnovers. I mean, a lot of penalties. Yeah, I, I'm not crazy about it. Pat's eighth straight AFC championship game. 
James White had 15 catches for 97 yards. 15 for in the first half. Pats had five touchdowns. San Diego had six first downs. Pats had 24. And at one point of their first 31 snaps, they had 16 first downs. That's it was out of control, man. Out of control. Three drives, three touchdowns. First time ever in their in their history. First drive, freaking. Edelman had five catches, 76 yards just at the beginning of the game in the first drive. I mean, it was cr- listen, that first drive was scary. They couldn't stop him. Threw for 110 in the first yard, Brady. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I was shocked. I, I was really, yeah, yeah. So they had it, and also Pats hadn't had a touchdown on their first drive in the last seven postseason games. Yeah, they broke that. Unbelievable. Yeah, and so now he's 0 and 8. Philip Rivers against against. Uh, Freaking Brady. Ugh. 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 And, and Gurley and C.J. Anderson, who, I don't know, was on like three or four teams already this season, both ran for over 100. They had 260 yards rushing against the Cowboys yesterday. Unbelievable. Just like, talk about a can of whoop-ass. Yeah. I, I, and I'll tell you, I, I just, they came out flat, the Colts. I just, the teams I thought, well, you know what? Shit flows to the top, and the better teams were, Listen, I thought maybe, the, yeah, I really thought the Chargers were going to give him a game. but And you know what? Nick Foles, when he started off uh, 9-10, was on fire. And then he finished the game like 10 for 20. And, man, Alshon Jeffrey, man, that ball went right through his fucking hands. And he was, like, devastated. But you know what? Team stood by him. Shitty day. Knicks lost today. They're 10-33. and 10-33. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, but at least Knox had some points. So they've lost 12 of the last 13 games. Yeah, and the Nets got blown out Friday night by the uh, Toronto. Wow. Yeah, and the Chiefs defense, that's what I was shocked about. They came in, finished last or second to last in passing yards. They finished last or second to last in passing yards, total yards, and yards per rush. Gave the most first downs ever. And, all, and though they ranked 24th in points seeded with 421, only three other teams since 1990, when the players expanded to include six teams from each conference, gave up that many and still advanced to the postseason. They won their first home playoff game since 94. That's a long time. Yet only 13 of the other 173 teams to reach the playoffs since 1990 have fared worse than the Chiefs in at least one of those statistical categories, including uh, Trent Green's group from 2003, which allowed 5.2 yards per carry. Aside from KC, the only other teams that are in the number one seed were Green Bay and New England in 2011, and neither won the Super Bowl. In fact, only one of the 13, excluding the 2018 Rams, have allowed, who allowed the most yards per rush this season, won the championship. The 2006 Colts, whose strong pass defense offset their generosity against the run. And they had Peyton Manning, so let's get that. But the thing is, KC's pass rush, 52 sacks. Now listen, the Cowboys got one hit on Goff yesterday. No sacks. And guy brought up a good point. Doesn't matter if you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, which Goff was getting none. You're not going to get. You're not going to win too many games. You have to get pressure on the quarterback. And Rivers today was fucking under pressure all that first half. Couldn't get anything off. Even second half couldn't get anything off. I know they got a couple garbage touchdowns at the end, but good God, they were on him like like a dog on shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited. And snow. I love snow. Yeah, this guy, uh, LeMayhew, for the Yankees picked up. 
has played only second base over the last four seasons, but he also played 41 games in the majors at third and four at first. So DeGrom got, I said, one year, 17 million. He earned 7.4 last season. His $9.6 million raise is a record for arbitration eligible player. Boogie Betts briefly held the record Friday, agreeing to a $20 million salary, $9.5 million more than he made last year. And DeGrom, who's 30, will be eligible free agency after the 2020 season. So that's two years away. And I think uh, Thor Syndergaard got a raise from 3 to $6 million, which is pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Michael Thomas, 125 catches in a regular season. Unbelievable. They had the sixth most rushing yards in the league this year and the most rushing touchdown on the Saints. Over 2,000 rushing and 26 rushing touchdowns. And I don't, I you know, Bama didn't score in the last 40 minute, 44 minutes of the game. That's what I told Lanker. I said, Lanker, you had a rough week. Bama loses Monday. Dallas loses Saturday. I said, it's been a rough week for you. Very right. Yeah. And uh, there's Dale Hansen, who is a reporter out in Texas. He, he said something interesting. Yeah, they said he's an offensive genius. He's young and he's white and not necessarily in that order. Yeah. And uh, so so this reporter, Dale Hansen, who's, been, who's, who's, who's spoken a lot of things, he goes, there have been six new head coaches hired so far, all white and two coaches of color. No, there's not two. All, yeah, it's hired so far, all white. No, there's no two to it. Yeah. And the two coaches of color were fired. They are replacing Steve Wilkes and Vance Joseph. The Cowboys coach Jason Garrett is the ninth season, but only two and three in the playoffs. I thought, you know, they make it sound like he's worse, but that's what I have reporters. Uh, I was listening to radio today, and I was like, listen, I just don't think he makes the team better. Yeah, and he, put, and he said Jason Garrett is in the ninth season because apparently because he wins so much. And he said a lot of people don't understand how Kingsbury can have a losing record at Texas Tech, no NFL experience, and get one of the 32 NFL jobs. But getting fired at Tech doesn't eliminate him from moving up. At least it doesn't to me. And so Hanson said, I've had 11 jobs in my life, been fired from eight of them, and moved up every time. And I am arrogant enough to tell you I think Channel 8 was right to give me another chance, but I am the product of white privilege in America, and I've never denied that I wasn't either. If they made a poster, my picture should be on it. He goes, get it fired at one place and getting another chance isn't the problem. But young, talented coaches of color not getting the chance, that's a huge problem. He said, the covert racism, the NFL ownership group was so bad, the NFL had to make a rule so the minority coaches could at least get an interview. Amen. Cowboys secondary coach Chris Richard has been interviewed, and there are reports saying he might get the Miami job. That's not happening. After what he's done with the Cowboys defense, how could he not? Unless it is true what black parents have been telling their children for decades now. You have to be twice as good to go half as far. I dream of the day when those parents are wrong because now they're not. He went off before on Jerry Jones' hypocritical national anthem policy and defending peaceful protests in the league. Oh, Antonio Brown took the Steelers out of his bio. Okay, good for you. You know what? I totally agree. I I, I feel like, you know, I I don't understand why these guys, why is Cliff Kingsbury getting an NFL job with, with, after leaving a losing, losing record, why is Adam Gase getting a job after leaving a shitty Dolphins team to come to the Jets just because he was 5-1 against the Jets? Shouldn't have happened. It's ridiculous. It's in all the, listen, you look at college basketball, you look at NBA basketball, very few coaches of color get hired. It's all, listen, it's, it's, is, it, is it because it's white coaching? Yeah. White owners? Yeah. Is a white league? Yeah. But you're hoping to change? I don't know. I don't think it is. It should change. Should be the best coach. Shouldn't be because he's a white coach. And Foles told Jeffrey, he told me he loved playing with me and 
wouldn't have won a Super Bowl without me. That's nice. Listen to this. ESPN Stats and Info. James Harden is averaging 40.5 points over his last 15 games. Second player since the ABA-NBA merger, 76-77, to average 40 points over a 15-game span, joining Kobe Bryant, who did so multiple times throughout. Now, multiple, now, listen, he did this once, and Kobe did this multiple times over his career. But, you know, Kobe, like, Kobe never, uh, never had a shot. He never liked, you know, there was never a, a, a basket he didn't mind shooting. He loved the basketball. He loved shooting. But still... Uh, it's got a lot more rings than Harden, so let's let's see what it is. Yeah, long-term extension. Now, how about this? I read this from Jenny Varentis. So Seth Ryan is a second-year offensive assistant who works with receivers coach uh, Phil McGogan. Now he he does what he's he's entry-level quality control coach, typing up practice. You know, he does all that kind of stuff, all the all the shit work, all the grunt work. You know, but uh, there was there was a workout earlier this season that he was interested in, uh, the kicker. And he poked his head into Anthony Lynn's office on the second floor. How'd, how'd my guy do? Lynn didn't know what he meant. Who's your guy? Mike, Mike Badgley from Miami and Summit High. In 2009, this Seth Ryan enrolled in Summit High School in New Jersey. His father had taken a new job just a few miles up the road. His dad's Rex Ryan. Now, uh, even a coach's kid, when Ryan started attending summer practices, he said this guy caught his eye. He was booted 45-year-old field goals as a freshman. I was like, gosh, who is this guy? His name was Michael Badgley. In his four years, listen, in four years of summit, he played quarterback, running back, receiver, free safety, kicker, kick returner, and punt returner. A few games into the senior season, the starting quarterback went down with a knee injury. So, you know, the coaches put in the most, inserted the most athletic, most competitive guy who knew the offense, Badgley. They didn't throw much, but seven of Badgley's 18 completions that season went for touchdowns. There were times when he'd throw a touchdown pass, kick the extra point, grab the tee and make the ensuing kickoff, then line up at deep safety and repeat for four quarters. He, Ryan played mostly cornerback in high school, and with the help of former Jets punter Louis Aguiar, he also learned to hold for field goals. He held for Badgley their freshman and junior seasons, and Badgley's routine is still seared into Ryan's memory. He takes three steps back and two to the left, rotates his feet, shrugs his shoulders, quickly looks up, and then, then down, nods, and makes the kick. Summit coach Kevin uh, Costibos, then the school's special teams coordinator, said he can't remember ever seeing two high school kids who took the intricacy of the snap-hold-kick operation so seriously. Ryan was the NFL head coach's son, but Badgley was the best player in the field. And for a time, Ryan was the team's punt returner, but when he hurt his ankle in one game, Badgley took over. He took the punt to the house. Leaving the stadium that day, Ryan T. Seth, well, you'll never return punts again. And he said another time, someone was backed up in a, up in a third and 30 after a few holding penalties. Badgley was sp- split out wide and Summit's spread set and the coaches called what they thought was a safe high percentage route for him to get them to get them a little more room before punting. Instead, Badgley caught the ball, made about five guys miss, and sprinted for a seven-yard score. And he said, uh, Kostiba said, I could see the face of the opposing coaches, and they were in bewilderment. I like that word, bewilderment. That's good. So, you know, happened in class today, the kids. So I give out stickers at the end of class. This little girl, Hannah, was not into class at all. She was like, I, I always tell the kids when they're not playing hard. I go, you know, turtle soup. You guys ate turtle soup. You're so slow. I said, yeah, we're going to have stickers. Her eyes were like saucer. She was like, stickers? So that's what, that's what bewilderment makes me think of. So Castibos refers to Basley as a linebacker on a kicker's body. He could run, catch, tackle. And Ryan's adds, sometimes you watch him on kickoffs and he's trying to go make a hit, which you don't really see kickers do. Now, Badgley won state championships at Summit in football, hockey, and lacrosse, and he originally planned to play the college lacrosse until he started to draw his attention to the kicker. 
He, ki- he scored 202 career-scoring c- kicking points for Summit. That's a lot. 202 career kicking points for Summit. Holds a school record for the longest field goal, 49-yarder, and a streak of 67 straight-made PATs. In New Jersey high school football, kickers are permitted to kick off a block to make the field goals easier. But Badgley was kicking off the ground to prepare for college. I mean, this guy was thinking ahead of it. And, and this is an athlete. Now, Rex Ryan told his son that Badgley had a future as a D1 kicker because he had the leg and the mind. And uh, so in Badgley's senior season in 2012, a game against Cranford came down to a final field goal. The opposing coach called a timeout to ice him. And John Liberato, then Summit's head coach, walked onto the field, you know, Hey, you know, tell some jokes to Badgley to keep him loose. Uh, coach Badgley said, doesn't he know I'm going to kick it through anyway, whether he calls a timeout or not? Made the field goal, they won 30-27, which became an undefeated season. And after each kick, Badgley had a habit of facing the stands and turning his palms up as if to say to the crowd, what, you didn't think I was going to make it? Unbelievable. So during the NFL season, Fridays are the lone free night for coaches, and Rex Ryan's made a, made a habit of being at his young son's high school games. So Mark Sanchez would join him, uh, sometimes some of his coaching staff. One summer at one of Summit's Monday nights, football, uh, in, football in July 7-on-7 seven seven sessions at its stadium, Castibos recalls Rex introducing him to the person he was sitting in with in the stands, his running back coach, Anthony Lynn. So you know, here they are trying to get a kicker because all the kickers sucked. When Badgley got the call from the Chargers in October, he was at a home in Summit watching Monday Night Football with his dad. He fired off a text to his old high school teammate, Ryan. He said, hey, I'm coming for a workout. See you out there. He spent a, after, after high school, he spent a postgraduate semester at Fork Union Military Academy. Then went to the U, University of Miami, where he was a four-year kicker. He was a first-team All-CC his senior year. Ryan walked down to Clemson where he put his abilities as a holder to good use, including the team's national championship win against Alabama in January 2017. He joined Lynn's new Chargers staff not long after. Pretty freaking cool, right? So a rookie this year, Badgley, went undrafted. He's been training camp with the Colts. Well, they had Vinatieri, so come on. He'd been alternating between staying with his family and crashing on friends' couches in Hoboken. All the while, he was kicking every other day to stay ready and keeping an eye each week on the Red Zone channel to see if any team had a need for a kicker. He flew to L.A. with not much more than his cleats and some workout gear and carry-on, but he was staying. He signed on Thursday. On Friday, he was on the team plane bound for Cleveland. During the Chargers' Saturday walkthrough in Ohio, Lynn called Badgley over. He told me he liked the fact that he was an all-around football player and he wanted him to make sure to carry that attitude to his job as a Chargers kicker. One more thing Lynn uh, added. He remembered going to Badgley's and Ryan's state championship game in 2011 at Kane University. That wasn't the year Summit won the state title. It was the season prior where they lost to Madison 47-7. And he said, you guys got your butt kicked. That's what Lynn said to him. That was brutal. Thanks, Coach Badgley replied. I appreciate it. But it was kind of like a bit of Bill Parcells, you know, uh, a move that Parcells would have made, making sure your players stay in check. The next day in the win at Cleveland, he made all six of his kicks. He followed that with another perfect performance at, against the Titans in London, at, at London Wembley Stadium. So after the team's bye week, Sturgis, who had signed a two-year, $4.5 million contract in the offseason, was healthy enough to return from his quad strain. They put him to the, they moved uh, Badgley to the practice squad, went to Sturgis for week nine in Seattle. Sturgis missed two extra points and a 42-yard field goal. That was it. By the time the Chargers returned to the locker room after their 25-17 nail-biter, they were ready to make another change. They'd go back to Badgley. How about that? Yeah, they said it's pretty much the same since high school. Yeah, and this is and against Pittsburgh on a Sunday Night Football back in December, uh, 
He came down to a field goal with three seconds left of the clock and the score tied. Batchett lined up for a game-winning try. His first attempt flew just outside the left out right, but the Steelers were called for offside. Number two was blocked, but the Steelers were offside again. Finally, the third take, kept a 29-yarder, and they won 33-30. Typical Mike Ryan was who was watching upstairs in the coach's box. Nothing is going to phase him. Coach's box. He said nothing. The mental part is the biggest advantage. The week after the Steelers win, Bad, uh, Badgley begged Lynn for a chance to try a 59-yard field goal. His time expired in the first half against the Bengals. He made it, setting a new franchise record. He was re- re- uh, responsible for the majority of the points in the Chargers' 23-17 win in Baltimore, hitting five field goals, another team record for a playoff game, including a 53-yarder. A sixth try was blocked after punter Johnny Jones double-clutched the hold. His teammates have started calling him Money Badger or just Money Bags. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool story. Yeah. Yeah. And I read something cool about... Uh, so listen to this. Steve Serby from New York Post was talking to Antonio Gates. He said, when he entered the league in 2003, what kind of career did you imagine yourself having? You know, he said, I didn't expect, you know, making a transition from basketball, I didn't expect to play. But he said something interesting. Uh, he goes, let me try to make this team and be in the practice squad. That didn't happen. I was active. Then once I made the roster, I was like, okay, you know what? They're going to give me... They're going to give me time to get ready. I hadn't played since high school. I look up. I was playing in week two. I look up. I was converting third downs in week two. By the, by the time week five, week six came, I was a big part of the game plan. He goes, I remember vividly playing the Raiders in week two, and I was thinking, man, this coach don't know what he's doing because we had, you know, wide receiver Dave Boston at the time. He was on a big time, big play guy. Remember, like, it was yesterday. They were calling my number in the huddle, but it was Rod Woodson that was playing safety. And I remember Rod, Wood, Rod, Woodson, Rod, Woodson, Rod Woodson from the video game, and I'm thinking, this ain't going to work out. One-on-one against Rod Woodson? They need to be trying to throw the ball to Boston. Boom! I converted on a third down on him. I had another catch against him and another catch against him. By the time the game was over with him, my mom was like, I belong here. You know what? This guy can't cover me. I don't care who it is. He had a touchdown catch today. Most uh, touchdown receptions by a tight end. Yeah. Wow. Pretty cool. But he said, uh, uh, he said, I've caught more touchdowns than any tight end that ever played the game. I embraced it, and it was like, great. But I was like, who we got next week? I think that's one thing about me. I'm never too high on things that I do. Once it's all over with, I start all over again. Which is, I have to, you know, sometimes you have to be that. You know, sometimes, you know, you don't get too high. And you know what? You got to, you know, you, that's why you have to look at life sometimes. You know, sometimes you think too far ahead. You just got to take one day, one day, one day. One day, you, you know, I get crazy sometimes. Like, oh, shit, I got to do all this stuff. John, just deal with today, man. I got home today. I was going to eat. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a little workout because I didn't hit my numbers today. And I was going to like, I said, I'm tired. But I said, fuck it. I'm, I got on my gliders, watched a couple episodes. My mom, parents brought home. They brought home ribs and freaking um, chicken wings from Costco. Ribs were really good. Chicken wings, no. Uh, very hot. And uh, it, it was good because it put me to sleep. We had bagel. We had uh, lox and eggs last night. Nice light meal. You know, I weigh, I weigh myself every day, and I go up and down. But I just keep going. You know, some certain days I feel heavier than others. But God, I sound like a chick when I talk that way. Meh. So the Colts had twelve yards in the first quarter. Yeah, that was a good pick by JD. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I was psyched to watch the playoffs, and the Colts are dropping a turd. That's what I said. Yeah, the Colts finally got a first down with less than two minutes in the, in the half, and they get another one. 21 yards going to the last drive of the first half. And they got a, The only points they got the Colts was a blocked field goal. Four first downs, 70 yards on last drive, 91 for the first half for the Colts. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I love uh, Jared, a guy I went to high school with. Snow, you know what snow stands for? Shit no one wants. And the Chiefs, at the, at Colts at the end of the game, couldn't even get a ball off at the end of the game. Here they are trying to get a touch on the end, and Luck couldn't get the playoff. Yeah. And Rock, Luck, ran out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Freaking Rams. 162 yards, yards, 162 yards rushing. Yeah. Yeah, and then Gurley, I want to touch it. Looked like he was slowing down showboating. He had a touch. He had a touchdown. I don't know what he was doing on one of the touchdowns. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, and then Prescott got a uh got in the grasp, but one of his own players had grasped him. I was like, what the fuck? It knocked him out of field goal rage. Yeah. Listen, and the Rams got the line to try a 60 yard field goal, which they missed. I think that was at the end of the first half. But they got the line in like second. I was amazed how quick I never saw a team get to the line that quick to try to get a play on. Rams out of control. 455 yards total offense, most in a playoff game in Rams franchise history. First playoff victory in 14 years. That's going to be a good game. First time in an NFC Championship game for the first time in 17 years, and the Pats are going to the eighth straight year into an AFC Championship game. Ugh. Cowboys haven't won a playoff game on the road in 26 years. They've lost the divisional round for the sixth consecutive time. Ugh. Man. And UNC got their loss Saturday, yesterday to uh, Louisville, 83-62. Worst home loss in 16 seasons with North Carolina. Yeah. Two road wins in freaking Louisville. And Louisville lost to, lost to in overtime Wednesday to Pittsburgh. You know, it, it doesn't make... Listen. UNC's 12-4, and 2-1 in the conference. Pats this century at Foxborough, 20-3 now. 20-3 at Foxborough. The Patriots, after all, came to Foxborough in 1971 only because no one else wanted them. It helped that the stadium land 30 miles south of Boston was free. So when Foxborough is spelled differently, it's Fox, B-O-R-O, but it's also spelled B-O-R-O-U-G-H. I was like, all right. That's kind of interesting, right? Crazy. Crazy. Just nuts. Yeah. All right. Oh, and Marcus Peters said some uh, some NFSW. Not for, uh, I forget, I always forget that means. But nasty. Oh, I put up a thing. Uh, Akib Tlaib was saying, uh, said fuck online. Uh, fuck it. Goff's been interviewed. And uh, Chris Myers goes, oh, some language right there. And I've got a lot of views on it. Over 140 views on uh on Instagram. So go to JD Talking Sports, drop the G, and you can watch it there on Instagram, on my account. Yeah, yeah. So what did Marcus Peters say? I'm trying to get... Can, can we get to this? Oh, I didn't... Oh. Yeah, Mark... I want to see... I want to hear what Marcus Peters said. Marcus Peters. Yeah. Because I like what he was saying on the sidelines, too. So I tell him to keep talking that shit, and I hope you see me soon. You feel me? And then we're going to have a good little, nice little bowl of gumbo together. Thank you. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that shit. We're going to see him soon. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, because I like what he was saying on the sidelines, too. So tell him keep talking that shit, and I hope you see me soon. You feel me? And then we're going to have a good little... Yeah, Marcus Peters. Nice cup of gumbo together. But, you know, uh, Marcus Peters would get into Amari Cooper after the game. It got a little heated on that side. You know, Marcus Peters plays a little bit of a... Got a little edge to him. 
Got a nice little edge to him, Marcus Peters. And Browns hired uh, the Bucks offensive coordinator, Todd Monken, for their offensive coordinator. Yeah, Marcus Peters, all right. Say what you got to say. Say it loud. Say it proud. And Chiefs, uh, Chris Jones called last last year, said Chiefs uh, will be here next year in the AFC title game. Good for you. I don't think, I think, I don't know. Rivers said, hey, Phil Rivers had a lot of good this year. I think as the dust settles, you can appreciate more of that get up and start again. Okay. Yeah, I don't, Australian Open today with 90 degrees there. I was like, oh, looks so beautiful. Looks so beautiful. I want to be there. Yeah, so Rams, Saints Open as a three and a half point favorite in the NFC title game. I, I, I'm okay with that. Now, Kyler Murray wants $15 million for the A's, wants big-time money from A's to stick with baseball. Otherwise, he'll enter the NFL draft tomorrow. So that means he's entering, entering the NFL draft tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Rivers on the sidelines. Yeah, like, oh! Yeah, that, that's, that's a great picture. That's the season. In case he's opening as a three-point favorite, over under 59 against New England and Westgate. Kevin Knox had 31.7 rebounds today. Joel Embiid, listen, they suck. Yeah. They suck. Another day done. And Lionel Messi first became the first player in any of Europe's top five leagues to reach 400 goals. 400 goals. It's pretty impressive, man. There's a fan with a Stormtrooper helmet on, which I was like, dude, you're an old guy. Can you please take these stupid fucking helmets off? Philly's favorite for Harper, supposedly next week. It's like yawn already. T.Y. Hilton's not going to need surgery. Just he's a rest, his ankle injury. Sean Payton, uh, he rolled into the locker room with, with uh, 225000 I think that's what they get for the playoff. That's playoff money. Listen, any way to motivate the guys. Language of new head coaching hirings shows NFL teams are gearing up for a potential work stop in 2021. Plus also the money. Not, a, not just that, the language and the... Yeah, that's what I want to see. What is the language? That's what I was... I forgot about. The language in the... Yeah, the, the work stoppage. That's what I wanted to see. What are they talking about? The, dun, dun, dun. Oh, my father was telling me today. He'd like it. He said they shouldn't be yelling during the plays. It's not fair to the two teams. I said, okay, Pops. I said, uh... I said, okay. If you, he went, I said, what, do you want them to be quiet? He goes, yeah, yeah, I think they should, uh... I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I don't think so, Pops. I don't think, uh, he said, well, it's not fair. I said, well, it's not, sometimes it's not fair. Can't be, can't be fair all the time, Pops. I was like, listen. Yeah, I'm trying to find, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to find the language that they said, uh, yeah, it's not here. Yeah, I wanted to see what, what why the new head coaches, co- uh, New head coaches. Yeah, whatever. I'll look it up because I was kind of curious why that was the case with the language of the contracts. Oh, and T.O. said about, uh, hey, Jerry Jones, about time for coaching change. Don't, don't, don't you think? Two playoff wins in 10 years. Garrett isn't the answer. It never will be. Way to compete, guys. Real talk. T.O. says, T.O. calls it like it is, man. Sarkeesian going back to Alabama. He had the same position with the tight in 2016. Yeah, that, listen. I don't know. Eric Ebron thanked the fans of any said will be this time next year. Next year they'll be in uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. And the Chiefs troll the Colts after win. That's the thing they do now, teams, showing kids good sportsmanship. Because the, after the first playoff win, the Colts had 1-0 shirts for uh, winning the playoff game. 
that that's a new thing where everybody talks shit all the time. I'm like, eh, I'm not really crazy about that shit. I'm like, enough already. And uh, Devin Booker donates $2.5 million to help Arizona children and families in need. I thought that was pretty cool. And Blake scores 44 points in his first game back in L.A. against the Clippers. Supposedly, Bomber, he gave the uh, cold shoulder to, but he says he didn't. And uh, Dallas is the NFL's worst team against the spread in January during the Jason Garrett era, 1-7, make it 1-8. Oh, no, wait, they covered. They covered. Oh, wait. No, they did not cover. They lost by 8. Oh, and 100 fans in Chicago, I talked about this on my last show, tried to prove they could hit a 43-yard field goal that a Bears kicker Cody Parkey missed. They all failed, which I think is good. That's nice. Star Wars, yeah, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, Mike March says that Adam Gase can build something special. I guess we'll see if that's true. Yeah, Chiefs, Colts sucked that first half. Knicks suck. Yeah. You know what? I don't want to talk about this anymore. And Steph Curry is now third. I think he's top three now. Yeah, third on the three-point made. He passes Jason Terry. Top three. Is that crazy? Yeah, Simmons called the Sixers too soft when they were out, out-muscled and upset, lost the Hawks. It's good. You know, listen, you shouldn't be happy with the way you're playing, dude. Should be kind of pissed off. And Herb, we're getting a lot of snow this weekend. Jags want Gar- Gary Kubiak, who's no longer with the, um, no longer, he's leaving the, he's leaving the uh, the Broncos, supposedly. And I found a place in Denville that has, Denville, New Jersey, that has the, the Army men. And I was like, you know what, I really shouldn't get the Army men. I should, you know. So I didn't get them. I'm like, I don't need that sugar, especially when I weigh myself. And Scotty Pippen Jr. is going to go to Vanderbilt, three-star point guard. Commits to Vanderbilt. He looks like, just like Scotty. And the Bengals fire Hugh Jackson. Thank God. One, as, as a couple games as the freaking special assistant. Listen, I, yeah, terrible. Yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Kubiak will not be Broncos of as a coordinator due to differences on staffing and philosophies. All right, that's interesting. And I was like, all right, goodbye. And Jalen Hurt going to visit the Terps this weekend. All right. Go anywhere he wants. All right. That's all I really wanted to talk about today because I need to go to bed. I got a long day tomorrow. Okay, trivia question from last show. Okay. I don't know if everybody's going to get this one. Okay, so Reggie Jackson holds the record for strikeouts by a hitter with 2,597. Which pitcher struck him out the most time? Nolan Ryan, Frank Tanana, Jim Palmer, or Burp Lyleven? It was Burp Lyleven. And funny story... But a guy I went to high school with, Big S, went to high school, who I went to high school with, married Burp Lyleven's daughter. How about that? He is married to Burp, who he met on eHarmony. So anybody out there, if you want to meet somebody nice, go on eHarmony. It's a little too religious usually for me. But if you want to meet a nice girl, you can meet, you can meet Barry Bond's daughter. You can meet Hugh Jackson. Oh, Hugh Jackson doesn't have a daughter. Who is a daughter? Well, Eddie Murphy has a lot of daughters. You can meet one of Eddie Murphy's daughters. Okay, today's trivia question. Who was the only pitcher to strike out Tony Gwynn three times in one game? Was it Bob Welsh, John Denny, John Tudor, or Mario Soto? Who was the only pitcher to strike out Tony Gwynn three times in one game? Was it Bob Welsh, John Denny, John Tudor, or Mario Soto? Okay, so I'm going early. I am picking the Saints. I'm picking a Saints-Pats Super Bowl in Atlanta. I said it now. I'll say it proud. All right. You all have a great night. 
I love you all, especially Sherry, Tia, Gumbo Chef, and Rock. Lithuanian Laser, you are done, man. I've tried. You just don't want to, you don't want to hang with me anymore, man. It hurts. Peace out, folks. Have a great night.